Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us hear the word of God, as we find it written in the book of Isaiah, reading there in the seventh chapter, the fourteenth verse. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Good morning, dear friends in Christ Jesus. It is a good morning, is it not? A little better from the standpoint of weather than last Sunday. And I do hope that all of us are glad to be here in God's house to worship him at this hour. Today, as you know, is the fourth Sunday in Advent. The word Advent means the coming, and it refers to Jesus as the coming one. And the purpose of the Advent season in the church year is this, that it's to prepare us to celebrate Christmas. And as you know, we are preparing ourselves to go to Bethlehem by doing this each Sunday. We are asking the question that we just asked in the hymn, what child is this whose birthday we are getting ready to celebrate And you recall that two weeks ago we asked the ancient prophet Zechariah, who lived 400 years before Bethlehem, we asked him, Zechariah, what child is this? And you recall his answer was, Rejoice and shout praises to God. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. And we saw that this child is no less than our king, second to none, bringing us blessings that are incomparable. And then last Sunday, you remember, we asked David, the psalmist, and we said, David, what child is this? And David, who saw Bethlehem 1,000 years before it came to pass, told us last Sunday, don't you know who this child is? Why, this child is no less than your priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And we looked at him as a priest like Melchizedek, and we found him to be a priest second to none, and blessings to us as our priest second to none. And on this fourth Sunday in Advent, as we are standing on the threshold of Christmas, we can almost reach out and touch it. Isn't that true? Again, we ask the question as we look at the manger child, what child is this? We're going to get our answer from the word of God from the prophet Isaiah. Now, Isaiah lived 700 years before Bethlehem. And we say, Isaiah, what child is this? And Isaiah calls upon you and me to rejoice and to thank God and to say, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah says to you and me this morning, Don't you know what child this is? This child is Emmanuel. He is no less than your Emmanuel. He is none other than Emmanuel. Rejoice and thank God. And we may say this morning, what is there to be so happy about? And to thank God in view of the fact that this child is our Emmanuel. What's so wonderful about being Emmanuel? What is so magnificent about that? Does this make him a person second to none? Does this make him worthy of our love and of our devotion and of our praise? And as our Emmanuel, is he a person that brings us blessings that are incomparable, that are second to none? And Isaiah this morning would say, Rejoice and thank God. This child is no less than your Emmanuel. And therefore it would remind you and me that as our Emmanuel, this makes him a person who is incomparable, who stands second to none. And the blessings that he gives us as, again, our Emmanuel 
they are tremendous. And so this morning, we want to look at this child as our Emmanuel, and we may say, does that make him a person second to none? And Isaiah reminds us in the first place that this child, our Emmanuel, reminds us that this child is no less than God himself. He is Elohim. I suppose when you saw the theme of the sermon this morning, you said, well, that's the name of our congregation, and it is. And perhaps sometimes you wonder about the spelling of that word Emmanuel. May I say that it may be spelled with one M, with an E-M-A-N-U-E-L. It is also correct to spell it with two M's, E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L. You also see it starting with an I, I-M-M-A-N-U-E-L. All are correct spellings. You may say, what does the word mean? Isaiah calls upon us to rejoice. This child is Emmanuel. Emmanuel is actually a compound word and contracted. If we wrote it out, it is Imanu, and then you'd put a hyphen, and the E-L on the end is very, very important. That is an abbreviation of the word Elohim, which means God. So if you take the whole word, it is Imanu with a hyphen, Elohim, God. Isaiah says this child is Emmanuel. He is Elohim. He is no less than God. And you and I may say, wait a minute, Isaiah, this child is a human being. You mean that this child is no less than God? And the Word of God says he is no less than God, Elohim. And you and I in the New Testament say, how can this child be God? And the Word of God assures us that while we have one God, he is three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And therefore Isaiah would remind you and me why this child is Elohim. He is God the second person, God the Son, who again is like Melchizedek of old, who was without beginning. He is very God of very God. This is not idolatry. This child, Isaiah says, he is Elohim. He is God. And oh, since he is such a wonderful person, we say to ourselves, what wonderful blessings this means as a person. It brings us this assurance that he must have loved us a lot being God, to leave his home in heaven. Have you ever realized what it meant? The eternal Son of God, equal in essence with the Father and the Holy Spirit from eternity, and then leaves that home which was his from eternity, leaving that home where again he was on the throne, where again he is the Lord God of Sabaoth, the Word of God says. He is the Lord God of the hosts of heaven, seated on the throne in heaven with 10,000 times 10,000 angels worshiping him, 100 million angels standing before his throne, saying amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power be unto our God forever and ever. And he must have loved us a lot to have left that home and that throne with the homage of 100 million angels. Talk about a blessing. Isaiah says, rejoice and thank God. This child is no less than Emmanuel. You and I may say, does that make him a wonderful, magnificent person? And Isaiah reminds you and me that this child, who is our Emmanuel, therefore, is no less than not only true God, but true man. You may say, what is this Imanu? This Hebrew word means with us. And we may say, what does it mean? Does it just mean that God the Son was with us? When you see what Isaiah said about him and prophesied seven centuries before Bethlehem, then we understand what Imanu really means, with us. 
Isaiah says a virgin is going to conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. In other words, God with us as a human being. This is the incarnation we talk about. Here is something that happened in this world that had never happened before and never will happen again. God the Son from eternity decides to identify himself with us and to become a human being. And he chose it this way that the Virgin Mary was picked and she was the one to furnish a human body and a human soul for God the Son. This body that Mary gave was not just a shell. This babe, this Emmanuel was a human being. He was a human being with a human body and a human soul and yet God the Son came and entered into an inseparable union. This is what Emmanuel means, God with us in human flesh as a human being. He was born of the virgin, the seed of life was placed in her not by Joseph but by the Holy Ghost so that this child, Jesus, being a man, would be a man in every way in which you and I are a human being, only with one exception, without sin. This is what the virgin birth means. He was born without sin. Isaiah says, Rejoice! This child is no less than God and at the same time of true man without sin, holy and perfect. And you and I say, What blessing does that bring? Oh, to me it brings this blessing. He must have loved you and me a lot, not only to leave the eternal heavens where he was from eternity, but to come into this world for 33 years and by being a human being to humble himself. Listen, as a man, he had all power in heaven and in earth, but he didn't use it for himself, did he? As a man, he knew all things, but he didn't use all that knowledge and that wisdom that it should advance him as an individual. In humility, he laid aside all of the majesty that was his as the Godhead and humbled himself and came into the world as a little baby. He must have loved you and me an awful lot to humble himself to become a little child in the incarnation and to come into this world of sin. No wonder Isaiah says, don't you know who this is? This is no less than Emmanuel. This is true God and true man who in humility came into a world of sin and sorrow leaving his heavenly home he must have loved you and me a lot. No wonder he says, Rejoice, don't you know who this child is? Why, this child is no less than Emmanuel. And that means a tremendous person in a class incomparable by himself because Isaiah reminds us that this child is our Emmanuel, that he is no less, therefore, than the promised Messiah, the Savior. Looking forward seven centuries, Isaiah said, this is the way you're going to know him when he comes, Messiah. The promised Savior, you're going to know him because, behold, a virgin is going to conceive and she's going to bear a son and she's going to call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us in human flesh. And this is what Christmas is all about because when that fullness of time was come, God the Son came and entered into an eternal union with a human being. He was just one person, but he was divine 
and he was human, and he proved that he was divine. This babe in the miracles that he performed when he stilled the tempest and he raised the halt and the blind and raised the dead and healed the sick. And he proved that he was no less than God the Messiah because he was without sin. He was virgin born. And there was no sin in him as he defied the world to try to prove. Which of you convinces me of sin? And no one up to this time 2,000 years later has ever been able to lay sin to his charge. He was beyond question as again our Emmanuel, the Messiah that was promised and the Savior. And therefore this comfort and assurance that he'll never disappoint you and me. He'll never prove himself an imposter. He'll never be a counterfeit. That you and I will never be disappointed in him. He is the Messiah. The tragedy of tragedies today as we approach Christmas is that his own people, when he came to them, they still had not received him. It is incomprehensible. When Isaiah says a virgin is going to have a child, and when this child came, that his own people still stand and tragically reject him. There will be no other Messiah. This is Emmanuel. This is God in human flesh. No wonder Isaiah says as we get ready for Christmas, you wonder who this child is? Well, this child is no less than Emmanuel. That means that as our Emmanuel, he is none other than the great mediator that has reconciled us again to God. We say, I wonder why this babe became a human being and why God ever came in the flesh and became a human being like we are. What was his purpose? But he came to be our mediator, our go-between. You see, when our first parents, Adam and Eve, walked out on God, they sinned and they turned their back on him. And there was a wonderful relationship. You remember, God walked with Adam and Eve in the coolness of the garden. And when Adam and Eve sinned, you see, there was a disruption. There was a horrible break in relationship. Man walked out on God. And there had to be a reconciliation. There had to be somebody go-between to reconcile, to bring man back into a safe relationship with God. God, this is why he came. But you see, he had to be God to do that, to be the middleman, to be the go-between. He had to be God so that he could represent God to us. And he had to be a human being so that as part of us, he could represent us and be the go-between between us and God. And this is why he came. This is Emmanuel, wonderful, tremendous. And that's why as God and man, he said this to his heavenly Father in simple language, Father, I want to be the go-between. I want to mend this tremendous breach, this great break that issues between man and between you. Man has walked out on sin. And he said to his father, Father, lay on me because you're a just God. Give me the punishment that the entire world deserves. Let me bear it and let me satisfy your justice. And that's why he came as God. God laid on him the iniquity of us all. Then you know he went to Calvary and he bore hell and damnation for the entire human race because he was Emmanuel because he was the man representing us, and because he was God, he was big enough, you see, to do it all. And in that great reconciliation, he merited a robe of righteousness, a robe whiter than snow for the entire human race. This is what Emmanuel did because he was the God-man. He mended that breach. He, again, brought about a reconciliation of man with God that when man would repent of his sins and would put his trust in Jesus, the Emmanuel, 
and have on that robe of righteousness whiter than snow that God would say the breach is mended we are friends again you are saved and it means blessing second to none that he this Emmanuel is the only one in all the world who could have mended that great breach who has brought forgiveness life and salvation for all men greatest blessings that even heaven could bestow this is the child whose birthday we are getting ready to celebrate tonight he is no less than our Emmanuel and that's why Isaiah says he is God with us in human flesh he is the God man remember that and that means this that he is no less than again he is no less than our mediator who conquered the grave you see this mediator died on the cross but he conquered the last great enemy which was death itself or the grave oh the grave holding man and we say oh enough vice and again, who can conquer the grave? But Emmanuel, he was a man. Don't forget that. He conquered the grave and raised himself. And oh, it brings a blessing second to none. That when he comes again, our bodies, because he was a man, our bodies are going to be raised from the dead. And we shall have glorified, incorruptible bodies, bodies like unto his body, Emmanuel's body. He conquered the grave. He delivered the death blow to death itself. This is what Christmas is all about. Isaiah saw it seven centuries before it came to pass. You're Emmanuel. No less than Emmanuel. He is the one who has the great mediator Isaiah would remind us of. He is going to come. He is going to come as man and also as God, having a name that is above every name. The Word of God says that he's coming again, this man, this God-man, uh, this child who is no less than Emmanuel, he is coming again in all the glory that is his as a man and says he comes with a name that is above every name. Emmanuel is coming back. It's a name that's above every name, the great incarnate Son of God coming back and every knee shall bow of things in heaven and earth and things under the earth and every tongue that day shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the Emmanuel to the glory of God. He's coming back for vindication. He is the Emmanuel, the God-man. He is the one who has reconciled man to God and coming back for judgment. And he will be vindicated and you and I who have in repentance put our faith and trust in him shall hear again the glorious news from him. You are forgiven. You are saved because we shall have the robe of his righteousness on and God will look at us as though we had never sinned. This is your Emmanuel and mine. This is the Emmanuel, again, as our mediator who is no less than the one who gives us his body and blood in the sacrament. We're going to celebrate the sacrament again this morning. Do you realize if he had never become Emmanuel, there wouldn't be any Lord's Supper. If he had never come into this world to become an Emmanuel, to become, again, God with us in human flesh, how could he give us his body and blood? This body and blood that he promises by means of bread and wine, oh, it's a tremendous mystery, but no greater mystery than the mystery of God the Son, Elohim, becoming Imanu, becoming a human being. And in the mystery of the sacrament, this God-man, this Emmanuel says, here I give you my body and my blood. I'm a human being. My body and my blood that I gave and shed in death on Calvary's cross and I personally give it to you in my sacrament and I take those two erasers and I erase from your soul personally 
all your guilt and all your punishment, and I assure you that you stand before me then whiter than snow. No greater assurances, no greater blessings than what Emmanuel gives you and me in his Last Supper, because he was Imanu, Elohim, God, and also man, born of the Virgin. This is his body and blood that assures you and me whether we feel saved or not, that we are saved because he personally in the sacrament erases from your soul and mind our guilt and our punishment and bestows eternal life. This is our Emmanuel. We say, oh, what a, it's a wonderful name, isn't it? It's a wonderful name to have our church named Emmanuel because as our Emmanuel, he is our mediator who assures us that in preparing the mansions in heaven, he is preparing them for things that you and I like because he's a man. Sometimes when we go home for Christmas, when we've been away, one of the joys is that mom has everything that she knows we like or we liked. My mother was like that. Anything that I liked when I got home for Christmas. Can you imagine what it means then for Emmanuel, who's a human being, who when he went back to heaven, he said, in my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. That he knows, and in the preparation of the mansions, he knows what you and I like. He knows in holiness what will make us happy. And what joy second to none that gives us on this fourth Sunday in Advent as we are on the threshold of Christmas Eve. Oh, what joy beyond compare as regards our loved ones who will not be with us on Christmas Eve. How many of us today are saying Christmas is a sad experience for me this year? God's taken my mother, or God's taken my father this year. God took my wife. God took my husband. God took my son. God took my daughter. It's going to be a blue Christmas. But, oh, friends, Isaiah would say, oh, lift up your heart. He went back to heaven, and as a man... Preparing things that you and I like. There's a passage in Scripture that I have always thought is beautiful about Jesus, our Emmanuel. You know that he got homesick here on earth, that he couldn't wait till he got back to heaven. You know, the Bible says, Who for the joy that was set before him. In simple language, Scripture says, For the joy that he knew that was coming, he endured the cross and despised the shame. As a man, my Emmanuel saw the cross and what a tremendous sacrifice it was. But he looked beyond and says, Oh, when I get through with the cross, I'm going home. I'm going home. He was homesick. He wanted to go back home. And it must be wonderful when Emmanuel, the babe of Bethlehem, had the job all done who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He got homesick for heaven. Your loved ones and mine, if there's a vacant chair, it must be wonderful when Emmanuel got homesick and he couldn't really got home. Oh, to know that 
They're home for Christmas. If we celebrate on earth tonight, I've often thought, what must it be in heaven? Your loved ones and mine, on the throne, Emmanuel, to God and to man, with the 10,000 times 10,000 angels, 100 million angels getting ready to sing, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Oh, listen, he's Emmanuel. We ought to dry our tears, and Isaiah said, look at him. You see him through a tear. When we see Emmanuel, this babe, through a tear, then he's beautiful. He's wonderful. He's the babe that got homesick to go home to heaven. Oh, our loved ones, they're going to have a tremendous celebration. Isaiah would say, do you see the babe, Emmanuel? He is Jesu Bambino. With our tears, we ought to get on our knees and say, I I'm going down to Bethlehem tonight, and I'm going to praise him. He is Jesu Bambino. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Emmanuel, God with us in human form. Emmanuel, praise God. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all human understanding, keeping unites your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.